ليفربول اي ثينك لاست يير بلاي ذا بيست فوتبول اند اي ريلي لاف ذير مانجر هيز اي ثينك ماي فيفورت مانجر ناو ان ذا بريمير ليج افتر كريس وايلدر Hello and welcome along to the Three Amigos FPL podcast. It's not Don, it's Mars, and I'm joined as always by my amigo Don, who you can find on Twitter at MarpleCurs, and our amiga Kylie, who you can also find on Twitter at KylieFPL. Make sure you follow in our group account at Three Amigos FPL. In this Getting to Know You mini-series, we have interviewed FPL managers from all over the world, as it's our mission to let you listeners get to know the person behind the FPL account. Now, many of us virtual managers would dream to manage a team or imagine one day owning a team. Can you imagine that? Well, with us today, we have an FPL manager who is living this dream. Owner of two clubs in Europe, one being the club that most of us fell in love with for their adventures in, an adventurous style of play in the FPL, in the PL, in the Premier League, the working class hero of a manager and the many FPL assets starting with the Lord, Lundstrom and all uh, the players across the back line from Baldock, Basham, Egan and Henderson. It's our honour today to host His Royal Highness Prince Abdullah ibn Musaad, owner of Sheffield United and Beerschut in Belgium, who also have just been promoted to Belgium First Division. A competitive FPL manager with some great ranks. You can find him on at Saudi49er. Your Royal Highness, it's our pleasure to have you on. Many of our listeners would have heard you on our Friends FPL Surgery podcast and know about you from Sheffield United. You're also active on Twitter. But tell us, how and when did you get into football and FPL? Where does the passion come from? I mean, football, I've, I've been like, passionate about sports all my life. When we, growing up as a kid, we used to play football like four, three, five, five hours a day. Everything we do after school, we just play football. At the time, we didn't have internet or like PlayStation or anything. You just finish your study and you go play football all day. And uh, so my, I'm always passionate about sports. I started with football and then it went to tennis and uh, everything and the NBA, NFL. But uh, my true uh, big passions are the NFL and the Premier League, no doubt. As for fantasy, uh, I think uh, I started with NFL fantasy and uh, Uh, I, I was uh, addicted uh, with NFL fantasy, but then some, someone introduced me to uh, Premier League fantasy. And I, I think my first year was, I got in half like uh, in January. And it was, uh, I think Terry Andy was still playing at the time. So uh, I played half a season and then uh, uh, with time, it became my favorite fantasy. I don't enjoy fantasy, NFL fantasy as I, I did sometime before. I like uh, Premier League fantasy much more because you compete uh, with 7 million people and there is less luck involved because uh, anybody can pick any player uh, they want. So uh, I, I, mean, I don't know if I, I, should feel, I should feel good or bad if I say it's my, my number one hobby actually. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I played, I played NF, uh, fantasy NFL and once you pick your team, there's not much you can do really unless somebody yeah. gets injured. Whereas in FPL, you can transfer you. You have different strategies, uh, etc. I actually tried to uh, introduce uh, this brand of uh, uh, the way like Premier League play fantasy to to the NFL, but uh, and I tried to 
to to do it, but uh, I, I, I ended up not doing it. I, I, I think if Americans fall, like, no the way uh, the Premier League does fantasy, I think it will be much more interesting than the version they play. Yeah, no, definitely. And I have to say that we have similarities in that too, because I actually got into fantasy with uh, fantasy NFL as well. And I found with, you know, with uh, the difference in, uh, you know, a small league and being able to, you're a player, you won't, you're the only person in your league with that player. But, um, yes. Somebody's drafting before you and they draft somebody that you think that will have the best season. You can't mm. do about it. Yeah, yeah. And then trades and everything else. It's, it's different. But um, yeah, all, we, all, we all get into it in different ways. Um, so um, the next question I have for you is, um, why the Blades and how proud of you of their achievements? Um, are you surprised by how well um, Sheffield United have done in the Premier League? Uh, why the Blades? I think a few years ago, I... Uh, like I started uh, in Saudi, like my business with, the, I, I started with the paper business and I, I did uh, quite well. And uh, in 2006, uh, I took my uh, company public and uh, I thought, what's the next step for me? I, I thought I want to work in sports. I want to get into sports. I want to own a club. Of course, my ultimate dream was always to own the 49ers, but uh, they were, of course, out of my <laughs> <laughs> so I thought uh, the next best thing uh, is the pre- Premier League. And uh, I looked, I-, I knew that also I couldn't uh, afford the Premier League team. So I thought I'll, the perfect thing for me is to buy a championship team and take it to Premier League. Uh, so I will have money, I will have fun and I can make some money. I was close to buying a few clubs. I, I actually, I... I uh, I met with the QPR with owners at the time, with the Cardiff City and uh, uh, Leeds United. And every time I was close, but something happened and the deal doesn't go through. And then somebody told me, why don't you think about Sheffield United? And I met the previous owner and they were in League One. And of course, I didn't want to buy a League One team because I knew like English difficulty is very competitive and uh, it's brutal, and you could say in la- it, it will be much harder if you were in League One to go to Premier League. But then the more I read about Sheffield United, the club, the history, the city, I, I got intrigued, and uh, I decided to get in. And uh, I went in, and uh, the journey couldn't be more uh, enjoyable. I mean, of course, it was... Uh, tough and uh, there was uh, really some uh, tough times but uh, eventually I think everything worked uh, more than I dreamt better than I dreamt at least brilliant yeah it It must have been a very proud moment when they were first promoted yeah of course I mean not only that uh, I'm also proud like we did it I feel the right way we we we're we're not like uh, uh, some like uh, money was not the reason we 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 had the success. We not like even when we were in the championship, there were like twelve or thirteen teams that spent more than us. So, and it's the same story also in Belgium. In Belgium, we we now we're in the Premier League now. With this, with we were not the highest spender in in in, uh, in the league below. Uh, uh, Premier League in Belgium and now we're uh, after three weeks I mean it's still early but we're leading the division so <laughs> but I, I hope I'm not dreaming and uh, so <laughs> you have the right to dream you have the right yeah. to dream I mean you uh, the Blades were so close to Europe and still I mean look we, uh, two of us here are Liverpool fans and I, I can tell you that two tough 
two of the toughest games that we had uh, probably were against Sheff Sheffield United. We were lucky to beat you at, 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 your, at your own ground. Um, and then probably were lucky to play you after you just uh, were absolutely tired. And that game was, you know, bo both managers came out and said, you know, this is one of the best teams that I played. So they were, you know, they played good football. They knew, they knew their strength. And like you said, you could see there's the strength and unity in the team. Starts from the manager to the players. So, yeah, they, they're absolutely brilliant to watch. Really, really uh, good. As you said, uh, first of all, congratulations to Liverpool. I, I really wanted Liverpool to win this year. I mean, growing up, I was a Spurs fan. When they had, I mean, I'm sure I'm much older than all of you guys. When they had their great team uh, with Huddle, Ardiles, Archibald, Cross. Uh, I mean, uh, and then I, I didn't follow Premier League for some time, and then I, I got hooked back. But Liverpool, I think uh, last year uh, played the best football, and I really love their manager. He's, I think, my favorite manager now in the Premier League after Chris Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, I really like uh, the football uh, he play. I mean, the way he, the way he he's humble, the way he carry himself. Uh, and I knew that it's a matter of time before uh, when he when he joined the club that it will be a matter of time before they win the league again. Uh, but I couldn't be prouder about, uh, with Sheffield United because we don't like just play defense and uh, as they say, b b park the bus and play negative football. We play nice football. We. Uh, I, I I I agree with what you said. I mean, I heard the club interview before the before the last game. Who did the Liverpool play last week? I think they played Southampton. No, no, no. We played Southampton. Who did Liverpool play? Uh, in the in the the last game of the season, you mean? Yes, or? yes the last game. Newcastle. 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 Yeah, I like what uh, uh, club said uh, the, in the press conference before the game. I think it was twenty minute uh, press conference, and I think he said it like minute fifteen, and it was really. Very nice what he said about Sheffield United. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, he holds uh, Chris Wilder in very high regard and the team. Yeah. Okay. So our next question, um, can you tell us how being a uh, an owner of a football club works with FPL? Do you find that it helps or hinders you? Or do you feel you have to have three blades? In your team? Say that you would not believe it, but one of the reasons I went to the Premier League and bought a team is for because of fantasy. It was, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. Uh, I, I, my dream was to have a, a Premier League team and I play fantasy when I have like a Premier League team. And that's why I went to like, uh, but at some time I thought it would never happen when we were struggling in League One. But uh, now there we are. Uh, I think it should help, but last year, for some reason, I think it didn't help me. I'll give you two examples. Like, I follow the team, like we were in the championship, and Lundstrom did not start for us maybe only two or three games. So when I knew that he would start, of course, I, 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 I called Chris and I told him, listen, who do you think the, the player <laughs> who will start? <laughs> I love it. The most likely player to start and to play more than 60 minutes and that they may score. So he gave me like four, he said McGoldrick, uh, uh, of course, the Egan, O'Connell, uh, Basham, uh, Stevens, like all the defense, Henderson. So, but I didn't, when he told me about Lundstrom, I thought, oh yeah, he will start the first game, but I don't think he, he, he will keep like uh, starting. And I didn't bring him in. And even when I brought him in, I didn't play him against Everton. I think he, he had an assist and uh, he got the three-point bonus. 
And there, uh, another example, uh, before when the league restarted, uh, uh, I, I knew that Lundstrom will start. Uh, so I changed, I, I had, e, I think I had Egan. So I took Egan out and I put Lundstrom and he started the first game of the double, but he was benched the second game. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe sometimes. I, I never call uh, Chris and tell him, hey, please uh, pay attention to my fantasy team. <laughs> 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 I, I do remember um, on Twitter, actually, at the start of the season, a lot of Sheffield United fans saying, don't, um, don't choose Lundstrom, he, he's not going to start. And, um, and obviously, there were a few people who did and, and got the benefit of him um, scoring in the second week, was it? When he yeah, yeah. second week. Well. Yeah. So sometimes maybe too much information is unhelpful. Yeah. 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 Followed every game the year before, and I did not believe that. He will, uh, like uh, he, he did very well, and not only that, it wasn't a fluke. He played very well too. He was the dream. He now we look. Now we're all all managers are looking for the four mil four mil defender that can play and be the next the next Lord Lundstrom. So I was hoping that the Crystal <laughs> guy will start today, but he didn't start. I uh, know he didn't. N neither of there's two guys, Ferguson and Mitchell, I think, and neither of them. Uh, started, so we have to watch and find another. Maybe, maybe somebody leads. Maybe to say I changed my team after they did the start. <laughs> yeah, I, Chris Wilder might might look at you a bit strangely if um, you start asking him questions not about like uh, you know Salah or any of these guys. We're asking, him, yeah, but what do you think of this Ferguson guy at Palace? You know, um, is, he, is he looking? <laughs> oh, but usually because uh, you know I want I want the guys there at the club to respect me. I don't ask many questions about fantasy. I try to know, but like yeah, casually. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So only they knew the only reason I own the team is fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I, I I looked at your history and you have some some great history in in FPL. So we were, we're going to talk some tactics. So if you were giving tactical advice to someone who's about to start playing fantasy football, uh, what for their career? What what would you what would you say? What what would be that advice for the career? First of all, I think uh, I get asked this question many times, sometimes about fantasy to sometimes about other things. And I think everybody is different. So usually when you answer this question, you ask it, you answer it based on your experience. And what, what I mean, so maybe it doesn't work for everybody, but I will answer it anyway. For me, I think I follow, I try to, I, I, of course, I, I have an advantage. I think the biggest advantage for me, not that I own... Uh, Premier League team, it's like I'm able to watch all the games because uh, I'll never be uh, like, uh, and, like I always try to be like when there is like more, more than one game at a time, I'm always either in Riyadh or in Los Angeles. And I have like my TV sets where I can watch six and seven games at a time. So I think that's my, the biggest advantage. So my, uh, usually I watch the games and I go with, with, with what I think, with what I feel. Of course, I, I listen to the podcast, I read the news, but I try not to let it influence uh, my, my team. I, uh, I let information influence my team, but not opinions. So I think, first of all, everybody has to have fun because actually the, the purpose of it is to have fun. Uh, I mean, and then the second thing is, uh, I mean, Try to go with what you think, not with what people think. Don't go with the crowd. And uh, because if, if then if you make good, you enjoy it more. And if you if you don't do do well, you only have yourself to blame. You don't like change your team because somebody told you do this or that. So that's 
Other than that, for me, I, 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 I don't like to, I, I like that all my players start. I don't like bench players. Uh, I, uh, I, I like, of course, to, to plan for my captain, uh, like uh, for the next three, four weeks. And uh, in the beginning of the season, I always uh, like plan using my wild, uh, my, uh, my wild card early. So I only like uh, design my team for the th first three, four weeks. I don't look for like six, seven weeks only because I know that in th three, four weeks, I'll use my wild card. And it's always important to get strong uh, start. So I always like uh, play, like see what's the first three, three games for every team and then decide my team accordingly. Brilliant stuff. And um, of course, yeah, as you said, you have to own your own mistakes and own your own successes because um, there's no point in turning around and blaming some Irish guy from a podcast um, for, <laughs> yeah. for, for any mistakes you might have made in the past but but um the uh, one thing i wanted to ask you about was we all kind of have kind of favorite memories and maybe maybe actually the bad times stand out more so there are real mistakes you might make with your lineup but what's kind of your best fbl memory have you got any yeah i have two actually once i uh, captain uh, dimsey from I, th I think he was with fulham and he scored a hat trick and i think he was not like he was on less than 10 percent uh, and it was a huge weekday week. I mean, week for me. And the other one is, I think you will all remember it. I think uh, Liverpool had a double, and uh, the second game was Liverpool against Everton, and uh, Gerard had a hat trick, and he was my captain. Oh wow! Uh, so I mean, uh, I think my ranking jumped like. Uh, I think that was the year I finished 194 uh, uh, all over the world, and. Uh, yeah, I think th those were my two, like, I, I remember all the time. Awesome. Brilliant. That's a brilliant rank. Um, okay, so the, the next question. So you're the boss at FPL for the day, and you can change one rule or feature in the game, and what would that be? I, I like uh, if you play uh, Champions, Champions League Fantasy, they have this limitless uh, wild, uh, like, it's like a... Uh, what we have uh, when you free hit, but it's, if they if they do the free hit, with like you can do unlimited unlimited budget, I think that would be fun. Like no uh, no rules, like you don't have to stick with one hundred. I think maybe that, that that's the one thing I will I will change. That sounds amazing. How good would that be? I think when we're all trying to build our teams at the moment with a one hundred million budget we would give anything to be able to put all of the, the big guys in absolutely because then also it, it, it adds more it, it makes the game more uh, complicated because maybe then you will play your free hit in a double week because you can have unlimited like you can have unlimited budget yeah yeah so um this describe yourself as an FBL manager in three words, if we were to ask you like in three words, what, what do you think of yourself as a, as a manager in FBL? I remember when I remember Jim Harbaugh, uh, he was the coach of 49ers. When they asked him to, to describe himself, he said, sensitive and complicated. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so describe myself. I am not patient at all. I always make my transfers early. Uh, I shouldn't care about uh, like uh, prize raise, but I always uh, am competitive. I, I like to get every advantage I take, and like 
from all like uh, looking at my experiences, uh, I don't think that uh, like higher budget helped me as much as it should. Like I, th I remember one year, I had like three million difference about my second uh, like the, the second guy behind me in the league, and Manchester United had a double, and everybody could not afford to bring Rooney in the double. I brought him, but everybody because of money they brought Berbatov, and I think Berbatov had a hat trick and Rooney scored only one goal. So sometimes uh, I, I usually do my my transfers early. Uh, I, uh, I I set my captain and my my lineup my lineup as soon as the week open. I I try not to change it. Like uh, like as soon as the, the, this week open, I I have my team for next week ready. I only change it if there is a news like or injury or anything. Uh, I go with the, as I said like with my the eye test. I I read some. Uh, I'm I'm usually. Confident about my choices, and uh, sometimes it turns out not to be uh, uh, not to be, of course, the, the right decision. But I, I like it that way. And um, tell me, because now, of course, it's we're we're lining up for a new season, and we have a little bit of time between now and the start of the new season. But um, how do you generally set up for your week one team? Do you kind of plan for the first few game weeks, or do yeah. you? Yeah, and how are you going to manage around this, the blanks between Man City and Man United, of course? Um, I really to... love that there is City and United and Aston Villa and Burnley don't play because that will destroy the template team. I mean, yeah. If, yeah. If, if, everybody, if all the teams were going to start at the same time, I think it will be very difficult to make. Now it will force people into decisions and to maybe yeah. losing the card early. As I said, I, I, I th I'll think of the season as only three-week season. That's all what I'm thinking about. It's the first three weeks, and then if, if my team is good, by the end of week three, I'll not use the wild card maybe, but if, if it's not, uh, my team will be designed to use the wild card week two or week three. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of talk about wild card early, wild card not early. Do you have United or City players? So you already have your plan. I'm, I'm going similar. I'm, I've set up my team for the first three weeks, and if if suddenly something goes wrong and I think I need a wild card, then I'm ready to use it. I don't, I don't have a problem. Yeah, but, especially uh, now we have only 16 weeks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Wild card expires. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's, that's a good point. Short uh, first half of the season for us. Um, yes. So you, you mentioned that um, you're not patient, but would you describe yourself as conservative or risky? So... Um, particularly when it comes to, to taking hits, um, would you say that you feel happy to take hits or make risky lineup or captain decisions? When it comes to business and fantasy, usually I'm very uh, I'm, I'm risky. And uh, that's why I always surround myself with people who are conservative because... Uh, yeah, I <laughs> Good strategy. <laughs> risk, like there is nothing that for me is very risky. I, I mean, the more risky it is, the uh, better I get excited about it. So... I always try to calm myself and surround with in business and in fantasy. Like I'll talk to my, like Jan, who he's, he's the technical director of the United Group, the, the group that owns the clubs, all the clubs I own. And he's very conservative. So I like to talk to him because he calmed me down because usually I go with my guts and I, I take risks and like I would... I do, I do, like, I'll captain anybody, like, even, uh, so I, I like it like that way. The years I try to play conservative were my worst years. I mm. mean, like, uh, if you look at my rankings, I finished like 300 or 400. It was like when I tried to play, like, uh, I mean, not, like, to play different, somebody's different game. 
I think, uh, of course, you know, maybe like, I mean, I don't want to, to, to get to, to like philosophical uh, answers, but sometimes when you ask, I'm not saying I'm successful by any means, but when you ask anybody who's successful in anything and you tell him why you're successful, he will list five or six reasons, but because that's what he really think. But maybe it's only because of one reason that he doesn't know, like maybe I'm good in picking, in, in picking players and all the rest are things that actually if, uh, if I did the reverse, it will make my ranking better. Usually it's one or two things that you have very good, but sometimes you don't know what it is. Wow, yeah, interesting. No, amazing. It's, it, it's funny when you say you're not successful. I mean, <laughs> I, I would love to own a club <laughs> one day. <laughs> But that, that's very, <laughs> yeah. So th what, this is one of my favorite questions uh, coming up. Um, I, I have an issue with Troy Deeney, not, not as a footballer, just because in FPL, every time I pick him, he either gets a red card or he does nothing. So when I try to do a differential captain, he annoys me. So I decided I'm never going to pick him. I still go there sometimes. So do you have a Deeney? Do you have somebody that annoys you so much in fantasy that you will not pick? I used to be that way, but uh, I think because uh, I'm always pragmatic. I, I like I, I'm not loyal to any player or disloyal to any player. I I have short memory when short memory when it comes to this. I used to be like that, like like Ings, uh, uh, because I, I don't like players who get injured a lot. But uh, yeah, I don't have rules. I try I try to to have short memory. Like uh, whatever you you think today. Forget your rules yesterday. Be, 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 be flexible to change them if, if you think that you should change them. Mm. Good advice. Yeah. Ings kept a lot of us away last year. We were waiting for an injury. And actually, I really like him. So I was glad that he did well and now got called to the England squad. But yeah, great example because many of us didn't pick him because of his injury record and all the games coming thick and fast. But actually, he delivered. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Um, you have been on the surgery pod and you're also taking part in King's Mini League, which we're all part of as well. Um, are you active in the FBL Twitter community? Because, of course, like there is, you know, there's a big community of people always talking FBL. But are, do you ever get involved in that at all? And do you follow maybe anyone from the FBL community on Twitter? Yeah, if you look at my Twitter account, I follow many like uh, names uh, uh, like uh, fantasy uh, in Twitter and uh, I mean, I love everything about fantasy and I met a few of the guys. You mentioned the Iceman and I, 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 I met a few others and I really like to talk about fantasy and uh, it's, uh, I mean, sometimes I have to remind myself it's, uh, it's only a hobby and I should not spend as much time, but then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we all have that same problem, yes. <laughs> who, who, who used to coach the Buffalo Bills. He used to say before every NFL game, where else you would rather be? I mean, I enjoy it. I, I, I worked hard all my life. I, uh, now I, I, I'm, I'm not like, I can afford to spend some time to like to enjoy just life. I've often thought, and lots of people have thought, is um, if only I dedicated so much time, as much time as I do to setting fantasy lineup and reading stats and watching matches as I do to something really important, I'd be a millionaire. You know, <laughs> of course. You know what? we have a big money league in Saudi, and I won it last year, so I made good money. So, oh, good. <laughs> maybe I should change career. <laughs> Brilliant. So, our next question is Do you know anyone from the community in real life? And you alluded to that um, just there. 
Yes, I, 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 when I go to London, sometimes I meet some of them and uh, I, I really enjoy those meetings and I, uh, I, invite, I invited Asman, he went, we went to the Arsenal game together, the Sheffield United Arsenal game, so I like having conversations with them and you know, like people, I mean, we're all at, uh, I remember, I don't know why I, uh, I remember this commercial, I don't know if you see, see it guys, about two guys meeting in uh, like a restaurant or a bar and they meet like after one second they're hugging, they they kissing and they jumping and then the the, the, the other wife, uh, his wife come and he said, do you know the guy? He said, no, I just met him. Like you know, sports have <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sports have that effect. Like if you like talk meet somebody for the first time and you talk about sport, it's like uh, you know him for a long time and uh, you can have friends and uh, that's uh, the, the the good thing about sport. I think. That's why people love it. It's like you chose the, the, the true character of the person. It, it, uh, it's natural. I mean, you would never say, see a man uh, uh, running, uh, crying or happy, but you see that in sports all the time and it's normal. And uh, like uh, people, like when you put a microphone, micro, like when somebody speaks in public, usually in sports, you see the true emotions. It's not acting because it's immediately like after a game or so I, I like sports. That, that, that's one of the reasons people love sports. Fantastic. Now completely agree. I've been waiting to ask this question from the beginning, to be honest. You know, we told you we're Liverpool fans. So do you know any of other clubs' owners? Like, do, do, do you speak to John Henry on the phone? Or, and do you know if they, they also play uh, FBL? And what about the, the Blade squad? Do you guys have like an inner side competition between you? We know some players in the Premier League do play FBL, but do, do your players do and do you play with them? I used to know your ex-owner. I don't think you like him, Mr. Dillett. Uh, he visited uh, in Saudi Arabia. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he, I, 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 that's uh, the famous story when I asked him, will Gerard play this week? And he said, I don't know. I told him, please call and check if he'll play this week. <laughs> uh, Brilliant. Yeah, I know, I know some of them, but not not personally. Like, of course, I I know Sheikh Mansour bin Zayed, mm. uh, uh, but I don't know any of the. I mean, I don't know any of the current owners. But uh, I'll try to attend. Usually, like I'd, I mean, like the last three four years, I don't like even to go to stadiums. But uh, my son-in-law, Prince Masaad, was the chairman of. Uh, of Sheffield United, he told me I should attend two games, the City games and the Liverpool games. I, I, he told me that he enjoyed the visit to those stadiums the most. And he told me that the Liverpool, Liverpool guy were really nice. So I, I will, uh, if of course, uh, God, I mean, if, if this COVID things get, uh, I mean, uh, get better and we can attend games, I'll be very keen to, to go to Liverpool and attend the next away game to Liverpool. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be welcome there. Like, this, to be honest, like, you know, for us, uh, the, with Liverpool winning the Premier League after so long, with COVID coming, it's, 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 uh, it, it made it, it put a downer on it. I'm not, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's such a shame. But also just going, going back, you know, for people, I don't go every week, but I know me and Don try to go. I sometimes go to the away games. Just going back to the games, I just can't wait because I'm sure for you as well, for the team, for your team, for our teams, for the fans, just, it's, it's just not the same, is it? It's absolutely yeah. not the same. Of course, and you know what? I think we in TV, we because there is this artificial crowd noise. Sometimes we forget that there is no crowd. But yeah. I know for a fact, like um, my CEO tells me that it's it's horrible in the stadium. Like it's it's nothing like, uh, and it gives advantage to big teams because uh, you know crowd could be uh, like 
equalizer for for of for course. Kids that United. Of and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so I mean we, we hope that uh, I mean I'm optimistic. I, I was reading yesterday that the Miami Dolphins will allow 13,000 fans for their first game in September, 12, like I think 12 September. Mm. So hopefully, uh, I think uh, the Premier League will start with like maybe 10% or 15%, something like that. Yeah. You know today, in, um, yes. in the preseason friendly today for the Liverpool game, there was about 1,000 fans, I think, they were allowed in, in Austria. So hopefully, yeah, I mean, that, that should, you know, at least season ticket holders will get the priority to go on, rightly so. And then you start getting some, some atmosphere back, yes. for sure. The atmosphere, of course, is even what um, in the Premier League, even on TV, that is what the, you know, the TV companies pay for is the atmosphere in the grounds. It definitely adds loads to the television experience as well as a fan watching. But um, the, uh, you mentioned earlier on about the old Spurs team, and I do remember all those, um, David Howell, and there was uh, yeah, Grant Hoddle and Waddle and all them guys playing for, um, for Spurs back in the day. But with, like, who would be your favourite player, whether it's you know, if you had one player that you could pick for your FPL team and it could be one from the old days or it could be one of the more modern players from like Messi talking about wanting to leave Barcelona. Is there anyone that you'd want <laughs> to have in your, um, your FPL team if you could pick one? Let's I mean, talk about the players who were in the Premier League. From my favorite two players of all time is Suarez and Ronaldo. I think uh, they made the captain decision very easy. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, they were great players and fun to watch, and especially Suarez, because uh, not everybody, like he wasn't like the common captain as Ronaldo. Or, like, uh, so out, out of the, outside of the Premier League, my favorite players of all time, I think uh, Rivellino for me, he's a Brazilian player. He was captain of Brazil in 78. He played in, my, uh, in, uh, in 82. He played, uh, uh, he played, uh, um, uh, for, uh, no, sorry, 78. He played in uh, my uh, uh, 78 or 82, I think both. But uh, yeah, 78 and 82, yes. He played for my local club in Saudi and uh, he played for three years. And I, I used to go to every practice and he was really magical. I think he was, for me, the best player of all time when it comes to free kicks and uh, like, uh, like uh, really passes that incredible passes that I never see anybody after him do the same thing. And Maradona, of course, he's my favorite player of all time. And one of the reasons Maradona is my favorite player of all time is because in all uh, his interviews uh, when he was young, like in YouTube, you can find most of them, his favorite player growing up is Rivellino. So mm. I like, of course, Maradona for me, and I always argue with people, uh, like they say Messi, Maradona, Pele, but I, I I think I managed to convince many of them that Maradona, but it's a long discussion. Maybe if you're interested, we can do it another time. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Okay, so our next question is, uh, you are hosting a dinner party and you can invite any three people, living or dead. Who are they and what food and drink would you serve for them? I met President uh, Jimmy Carter more than one time, and he's, I, th I, I found him a very decent man. I mean, uh, a good human being. And what he did after his presidency is uh, amazing. He, and the energy he shows is like an uh, example to all of us. He's still at 80 and 90. He, he goes he go like 100%. He does a lot of charity. So he'd be, he would be the one because he'd always want to ask somebody who knows. And I don't think you'll find that more people who know than ex-president of the United States to ask him about world events and what he thinks and uh, those sorts of things. So he, he would be one. 
I'd also invite Maradona because uh, <laughs> I like to yeah. I like to talk to her because I, I I believe he had not only he's a great player of all time but of course I, I accept that anybody who say Pele or Messi or Ronaldo the old one or the new one or like there are many people who can say that they are the greatest of all time but I think he had an interesting career and interesting life and he had many ups and downs and uh, I think he, you it will be enjoyable uh, dinner. A third guy, I think, uh, maybe Cristiano Ronaldo, because I also like Cristiano Ronaldo, and he has been to my home in Riyadh, by the way. Uh, when Manchester United visited Saudi, they spent one week, and I hosted them in my house here. So maybe the third one will be Cristiano Ronaldo. That would be one, one dinner. <laughs> yes. That's brilliant. The conversation would be amazing. Yeah. Ronaldo. I wonder if uh, Maradona will tell Ronaldo that Messi is better or Ronaldo's better. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I met, Alec, uh, like in my home here, I met Alex Ferguson and Jose Jose Mourinho because I I, I also hosted Inter Milan when when Jose when Mourinho was the coach, and I ask all the coaches I meet uh, and all the big people in sports who's better, Maradona, uh, or Pele or Messi, and uh, I, I like to like hear. What like what 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 angle they take in answering that question? You didn't ask Ronaldo that question. No, I didn't ask Ronaldo. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, what food would you give them? Uh, you know what? Uh, I I love food, like all food. But usually, when I'm Riyadh, I bring food from my mother's house. She she, she they cook the best dinner and I'll bring a mother like uh, and usually it's like the, like food from the Middle East some of it's Saudi some of it from other Middle East country but uh, it's uh, usually like every Sunday um, uh, uh, during the NFL season my cousins and my friends come and we watch football together NFL and we always bring uh, for that day uh, food from my mother's house and everybody loves it nothing beats mother's food huh? nothing yeah. sorry yeah Right. So, um, if 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 your house was on fire, but everybody, you know, your daughters, uh, everybody's is fine, absolutely fine. Um, but what would be the one item um, that you would uh, like take with you to save? I'll tell you a st- true story. I was in Tokyo in in a, in a hotel, and the hotel is like eighty floors, and you go like down in one elevator, forty floors, and then you take another elevator, and they get the announcement that there is earthquake, and you should evacuate the room. And of course, I walked up to the room, but I remember I left my iPad and my, and my Mac. And I said, it's not worth it. I'll go back and bring them. <laughs> I swear. And then I went back and they took, but and then I said, it's too late now to go down. I mean, come on. So I just stayed in the room. But that was oh, true. Wow. And, uh, and thanks. Uh, in your question here, I was worried that you will ask me the question, uh, like, uh, if, uh, 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 you can... If any people living or, no, 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 what was the question? Non-living item. You said non-living item. I'm yeah. glad you said non-living because I would have been in trouble, of course. Anything. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't pick one, then. <laughs> no. That's for sure. Um, the, so, outside of your job and being decent at FPL, we always say decent there, depending on the skill. We, we don't, we're not judging how good anyone is at FPL on the show. But, uh, but basically, outside of that, do you have any kind of special skill? Um, we've had yeah. all sorts of suggestions over the years on the show, by the way. I've, I've always been good with mathematics. Uh, I'm, in, I'm an engineer. Uh, I used to teach mathematics and, uh, in college, so... Uh, I'm good with mathematics. I'm good with numbers usually. Uh, 
uh, what other uh, what uh, i mean i have big uh, collection of movies i think i have a good i love food i have that's not uh, of course i think time but anyway Everybody no, no, no it is. Yeah, yeah. If you can cook a good meal, it's uh, it's uh, it's definitely a talent. Oh, usually, I'm like I'm very good in like telling people what restaurant to go and what to order. And somebody even suggested that I should write a book about that because you know you could go to the best restaurant in the world and not to not not know what to order and you could have bad experience. Mm. Good restaurants are good when you know what to order because not every restaurant do every dishes very good. True. So maybe True. yeah, that's. Uh, Another thing I do well, and you can tell by my weight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell us what is your favorite band and your favorite movie and what you're currently watching on TV? So it sounds yeah, like you're a bit of a movie buff, so this should be a good question for you. Favorite movie, easy. It's always Godfather 1 and 2. But I have a big passion for movies. I used to be one of the biggest movie, I think, collectors in Saudi. I own, I have more than 4,000 movies. And wow. I used to, to, to rank them five stars, four stars, three stars. And maybe I have, out of 5,000, only 10 five-star movies, according to, of course, to, to my, my, my taste. And, uh, I, I, and I, I think I have a theory in, in art and poetry or in music or in uh, uh, movies, it's very difficult to come with original idea. Like everything, like every, if you, you can't bring original idea to a movie. Like if, so any movie that has, if you, if you can say after the movie that I haven't seen anything, anything like it before, for me that adds, adds to the grade for the movie, even if it's not the best movie. Like the movie, The Game, for instance. I mean, you can't say, if you see The Game with Michael Douglas, you can't say, I've I seen anything like it before. Mm. Or The Sixth Sense when it came out. It's, it, was, it was also like a new idea. So, or Groundhog Day, if you remember it. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, I, like movies. I, like, I like things that uh, people like, come with a new idea that have, it hasn't, hasn't been done before. There is this movie, I think, about World War II. It was genius. But I forgot the name. Maybe it's 24. It's called 24. But anyway, so I uh, I can't talk about movies for hours and hours. And uh, I have good movie like because I go to Los Angeles all the time. I also like uh, like when I meet sports people, people I always ask who's the best player of all time. And when I meet movie people, what's the best movie of all time? So, <laughs> so, I, I always have <laughs> so many conversations around those two topics. Uh, what's what I'm watching now? I'm watching uh, Friends. Believe it or not, I never watched before, but because I never watched Netflix, and Netflix has it now. I'm in season seven. I love it. I enjoy it. I love uh, it. Make me laugh. It's, it's who is it's well your done. favorite character in Friends? I, I like uh, what's her name? Uh, oh my God, Rachel. Uh, no, no, Phoebe. Not Rachel. Phoebe. No, not, no, it's the third one. Monica. 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 Yeah, Monica. I like Monica. yeah, I like Monica. I like all of them. Actually, uh, Ross is funny. All of them are really funny. Joey, yeah. uh, I think it's, uh, I understand now what, what was the buzz about it. But uh, yeah, so I'm watching right now. As, as of music, I'm also, I don't want to bore you, but in 2005, I started, when the iPod actually came, I started to, this hobby to collect music and collectors from all over the world. So I would ask everybody I know, like from every nationality, what is your top, top 10 song? So I'd know what, what like song they like in that country, like from Argentina, Colombia, can be any country like uh, Middle East. And then you, 
you listen to songs and then you start to know like uh, more and more. So I, I have an iPod, very famous iPod, that had now more than 30,000 songs. I've listened to maybe more than 100,000 songs and I chose 30. You can't put everything in the iPod and still listen every day, like for 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So I like collecting music. That's another hobby of mine. Brilliant. Wow, that's, imp that's impressive. Well, <clears throat> we've come to the last question now and uh, this is always, a, we always look to, forward to the answer of that question. So um, you mentioned that FBL maybe is your guilty pleasure. So no, if no, you don't I have don't a lot- I not guilty at all about the uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. That's good. <laughs> so, oh yeah, you said it's your hobby. So, so yeah. tell us what is your guilty pleasure and one bad habit? Yeah, guilty you? pleasure is for sure is food. I love food. I, I, I mean, I play sports. I used to play football like every, every week, two or three times, but now I've gained some weight I'd like to drop, but because I love food, it's always difficult. I love dessert, I love, uh, I love, so that's my guilty pleasure. And uh, I'm always struggling with it. Uh, what's a bad habit? Uh, I mean, uh, what's a bad habit? I don't smoke, I don't drink. Uh, I'm, uh, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I hope I don't have bad habits, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's being overweight if, if that's a bad habit. <laughs> Uh, like Mar Mars's bad habit is that he's generally late to the podcast record. He's generally <laughs> late to it. That's the kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe it, like you said, your 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 bad habit is the fact that actually you take risks. But sometimes, like you said earlier, it works. I'm I'm quite conservative in my approach. Um, more, in 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 work in professional life, I'm more more straightforward. If I know if I know the decision is right, I'll make it. But sometimes I try to be a bit more conservative. But I guess uh, taking risks sometimes maybe some people see it as a bad habit. Yeah, but you I obviously don't. It should be. It should change with age because now I think of myself like if I like if, like especially in business like growing up if, uh, like if you get broke and you're still early like thirty you can make money back. But now I'm fifty five, so I always tell myself be careful now if you because I made money big money and I've lost big money. And when you take a big risk, that, that's, I mean, that's the, the, the benefit is when you're successful, successful big time, the disadvantage, you lose sometimes uh, money that uh, you shouldn't lose if you were more careful. But now I think, I always think now because I'm 55 and I don't think I have this, I would have the same energy as like when I was 30 or 25. I can't, I can't see myself like working 16 hours a day or 17 hours. I don't want to do that. So I, th I think I should be more conservative and that I, 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 the, the remedy for me is, I, as I told you before, I always surround myself with uh, like conservative people like who will always uh, balance like you. balance my urge to take risk and move fast and, uh, and not care about uh, like, uh, not be scared about making sometimes uh, risky decisions. Fantastic. And a great way to, to end uh, your Royal Highness. It's been absolutely our pleasure to have you on. We could sit down and talk for, for hours about your, your passion. You obviously come across very passionate about everything that you do, something for us to learn. Thank you so much for making the time. I'm sure the community is going to love this and uh, we really appreciate you coming on. We've been, we've been the three amigos. You've been the Royal Highness. Thank you very much. Adios, Thank you amigos. very much. I, I hope that when I'm in London, we can meet, meet, meet all of you guys. I really enjoyed it. And uh, thank you very much for putting up with me. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we can meet sometime soon. Brilliant. Absolutely. Thank, thank you. you so much. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to 
brother 